to the Deeper Dive Podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in a Year. Today is day number 206, and we begin with number 1548. In the ecclesial service of the ordained minister, it is Christ himself who is present to his church as head of his body, shepherd of his flock, high priest of the redemptive sacrifice, teacher of truth. That is what the church means by saying that the priest, by virtue of the sacrament of holy orders, acts in persona Christi capitis. It is the same priest, Christ Jesus, whose sacred person his ministry truly represents. Now the minister, by reason of the sacerdotal consecration which he has received, is truly made like to the high priest and possesses the authority to act in the power and place of the person of Christ himself. Virtue ac persona ipsius Christi. Christ is the source of all priesthood. The priest of the old law was a figure of Christ, and the priest of the new law acts in the person of Christ. Through the ordained ministry, especially that of bishops and priests, the presence of Christ as head of the church is made visible in the midst of the community of believers. In the beautiful expression of St. Ignatius of Antioch, the bishop is typos tau patros. He is like the living image of God the Father. This presence of Christ in the minister is not to be understood as if the latter were preserved from all human weaknesses, the spirit of domination, error, even sin. The power of the Holy Spirit does not guarantee all acts of ministers in the same way. While this guarantee extends to the sacraments so that even the minister's sins cannot impede the fruit of grace, In many other acts, the minister leaves human traces that are not always signs of fidelity to the gospel and consequently can harm the apostolic fruitfulness of the church. This priesthood is ministerial. That office which the Lord committed to the pastors of his people is in the strict sense of the term a service. It is entirely related to Christ and to men. It depends entirely on Christ and on his unique priesthood. It has been instituted for the good of men in the communion of the church. The sacrament of holy orders communicates a sacred power, which is none other than that of Christ. The exercise of this authority must therefore be measured against the model of Christ, who by love made himself the least and the servant of all. The Lord said clearly that concern for his flock was proof of love for him. The ministerial priesthood has the task not only of representing Christ, head of the church, before the assembly of the faithful, but also of acting in the name of the whole church when presenting God to God the prayer of the church, and above all, when offering the Eucharistic sacrifice. And the name of the whole church does not mean that priests are the delegates of the community. The prayer and offering of the church are inseparable from prayer and the offering of Christ, her head. It is always the case that Christ worships in and through his church. The whole church the body of Christ, prays and offers herself through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, to God the Father. The whole body, caput et membra, prays and offers itself, and therefore those who in the body are especially his ministers are called ministers not only of Christ, but also of the church. It is because the ministerial priesthood represents Christ that it can represent the church. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know the uh, the, the um, understanding of Christ of uh, the priest standing in persona Christi Capitis can be one of the more uh, challenging 
things for for both priests and laypersons to hear because uh, for most lay people it just sounds like oh this is just the leader of the community which sounds you know might be easy to kind of accept somebody has to lead and so it ought to be the priest but I think and and but sometimes you see it as as something uh, a grace and a power that's been abused obviously um, in terms of um, you know kind of overbearing or overly controlling priests which which happens as as every fallen man has his place of uh trying to be controlling or, or powerful beyond what uh we truly what is truly just or what is truly um our calling but i think for most priests kind of uh understand this uh calling and this this part of the calling this um call to stand in persona christi capitis as as a great responsibility one that does kind of set us free when we understand in a correct way but it is this um it is kind of a thing where we can kind of approach it and realize how easy it is to abuse this right it is a gift for sure but it is delicate nonetheless that each one of us has to kind of approach with a certain uh a certain trepidation right because to try and put ourselves to uh our personalities too much into it um, destroys this this great gift uh, to try and say, well, this is what I want, and this is what I believe beyond what the church does, um, can be a great, um, a, a great, it is to a great detriment of the church, and it can be a great harm to the faithful. And so it's why these, the exaltation that seems to be placed in this also is a warning to the, to the, uh, priest or to the bishop, especially, you know, when you look at, what St. Ignatius says, the, the bishop is the type of the Father. He's the, like the image, living image of God the Father. That's nothing small. <laughs> you know, that, that should put the fear of God into every bishop who said, this is what I've been called to do. I mean, it's one of the reasons why uh, St. Augustine's work on pastors is so powerful because he makes it clear this is not fun. <laughs> this is not uh, something anyone should really desire, but yet um, it is a a, a wonderful call at the same time because of the power that sits behind it because we the a good bishop priest uh, relies on Christ and relies on that unique priesthood and relies on the grace that only he can provide and if he does that well it is the most wonderful of services if a priest truly is reliant upon upon uh, God the Father and, and the priesthood of Jesus Christ his ministry, uh, becomes powerful, not because he is talented on his own, uh, nat on a natural level, not because he is, you know, particularly attractive in his personality or powerful in his preaching or a wordsmith or a great writer, whatever you want to call it. He, what is truly powerful is the, his reliance on, on the grace of God. And if he can understand that, if, if a priest understands that that's where the catechism is, is so wonderful in its understanding of the priest cannot just be this external um, person to the rest of the church. He prays with, through, and in the church and be, only does that because he prays with, through, and in Christ. This is part of the mystery that is is lost a little bit over time and, and is trying to slowly work its way back into the church is, is the power of the mystery, the mis the mist mysterious quality of the church, the the deeper understanding 
of of what the church truly is on a supernatural level, too often it's easy to to limit it to the institution and 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 the hierarchical structure. Too often it's easy to kind of look at the money that's involved or the power, the sway, and all these things. And and the reality is, the mysterious quality is. This is the community of believers who have united themselves to God the Father. This is the fulfillment of the covenant of God. Um, it it only outside of that, it has no purpose at all. Truly, um, you know that what we should be looking at is the power of God still working in the world. And if we can understand that, if we if we truly come to accept that the church is more than just the collection of its members, and the priest sits as 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 catechism calls a delegate, but as head of its uh, the local community, if and if you know if we kind of can get away from that natural understanding and really delve into this mystery, the supernatural level of the church, then we begin to understand what what's going on in this moment. We we lose ourselves um, and die to self, so that we may rise with him. Right. That's kind of part of this beauty of the faith is that. When taken as a whole, we begin to understand, ah, this points to a deeper reality that is is at hand. So that the church or the priest as he prays isn't just praying uh, as as the first member of the body um, or first member of this community, but is truly praying in and through the community so that he becomes not only a minister of Christ coming down to his people, but also a minister of the church going back to God and sits This is participant in the great mediation of Jesus Christ to the Father.